I'm Katie J. And I'm Katie H. Welcome to the Katie's. Welcome, welcome. Good morning. Happy whatever day of the week it is, whatever time you're listening to this. Once again, thank you for for checking in with us. And we have an episode we're excited about today. Yes, super, super excited. Um, You've been hearing from us a lot, and we thought it was just about time (laughs) to bring on a guest again. So we have somebody very special, and very special for multiple reasons. Uh, One, because she's just very special. And two... Because we actually have not gotten a chance to get to know her super well. Yeah, so, I, this is actually my first time really talking to her. I'm so excited. So if she's full of heresy, we did not know. <laughs> yeah, we should have edited this a little better. I don't know. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but we have Allie Morris on the show. Yes. Welcome. Thank you guys for having me. We are uh, happy literally for, for the us. first time. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us in this way. Kind of a leap of faith there. Yeah. 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 Story of my life leaps of faith. So Love it. We'll Makes sense. There. Can't wait to get into it. But Allie is uh, the fiance to yes. our high school pastor, who both Katie and I know well. And so I think I met you. It's probably been... A, over a year now. Yeah, I've been at the church about a year now. Yes, so. yeah. So a little bit over a year ago, I met her. Really liked her since the moment I met her. Which is mutual. <laughs> She's just cool. And um, we see the fruits of God's faithfulness in her life and in the way she speaks and everything. And so I knew she would be a good choice for yeah, this. Yeah, and she does some pretty cool stuff, which she we'll get does. into. So. Yes, we're going to dive into all of that. But before we get into too much of the the meat of this episode, it would be wrong if we didn't <laughs> ask you our uh, our guest question. So, Allie, if you are on death row, <laughs> death row, we're talking, I don't need to belabor, I've belabored it every Too single time. Too many times. <laughs> um, <laughs> what would your last meal be? Okay, it's so funny you guys asked this question because I had an epiphany about this question, like, maybe a month or two ago. So I've been, you're ready. I Yeah, I was excited about this question, <laughs> honestly. So a couple months ago, I realized I've been gluten-free for like 15 years since college. Oh, but I'm I sorry. had this, so I've been asked <laughs> this question before and always answered the gluten-free version. Because, you know, that I'm just used to it. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, if I'm on death row, you won't feel I can it? eat whatever I You're want. Yeah, anyway. Who cares? No. So it totally changed my answer, or at least it brought back things into the picture yeah. that would have been prior. So it was like, oh, this is like a fun question. The world now. is finally <laughs> yes. yeah. So I think the first things that come to mind, I think absolutely a good steak need to happen. Of course. That's like top priority. I love Thanksgiving, so I want some stuffing. Like oh I want like gosh. stuffing from yes. like in the turkey, like Girl, the good after my own stuff. Heart. Yeah, like, all the fat, all the flavor. Yeah, that was like my favorite part of Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So ever since being gluten free, it's like you know, like yeah. whatever. Right, like whatever. Um, I this is a little bit of a detour though. I really want some good sushi, like just oh, a little yeah. side, yeah. It little, need to be little taster. Maybe that could be it my appetizer to, yeah. before we really get into the well, meal. Oh, yeah, at the beginning, so good. Um, let's see. I do love like good roasted vegetables, so we'll keep th- some yeah. things fresh. Still yeah. get yeah. some Balance. some greens in there. <laughs> still go out well. Yeah, and the whole then food pyramid. Yeah, keep yeah. it. Oh yeah, maybe I should consider each one of that. Um. And I really want some good solid like New York cheesecake. 
Like that's my jam. Oh, like oh my gosh, yum! Like it's just solid, rich, good stuff. So so good. I'm sure there's other things that I could throw in there, but when I think of like, okay, these are the main things without feeling like sick because that's yeah. not fun anymore, even when you're dying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you're gonna go out, you might as well feel good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are those are my top choices. I think it, that it is a well like, thought out, comprehensive yeah. answer. Yeah, Absolutely, I appreciate it. And it sounds like we're gonna have to pull up to your death row sentence because that's like a good a meal. That's yeah. a good spread. A hearty like, spread. We'll do buffet style. <laughs> yeah. All my friends and family exactly. will be there. You're throwing a party, but it's like in the office it's where it's like, like oh. it's your birthday. Like, you're dying. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm into it. I like it. Exactly. I like it. Yeah, we're like so sorry about the death, but this <laughs> stuffing is so good. Oh my gosh, right? Hey, what do you talk about? Anyway. <laughs> anyway. One more question. Yes. If you had to describe yourself in a coffee order, which doesn't, this doesn't necessarily mean that it's your coffee order, but it could be, what would, what would you be as a coffee order? This is a tough one, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, my goodness, I would say something, oh, let's see. Okay. Let's do, this is not going to be like a proper order. I feel like right now, but I feel like there's got to be some like either cold brew or like um like it's gotta be something kind of rich okay mm-hmm. and they're like hearty Iced specifically oh don't know i don't know that's a tough one mm-hmm. i'm like what does that say about my personality yeah. oh, <laughs> yeah. what yeah. are we <laughs> but something like rich uh-huh. um a lot of depth to it. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes me sound like I'm trying too hard there. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Our like, it's because I think too hard. That's yeah. what that comes down to. I'm like, I'm an overthinker. Yes. Um, this is not what I would ever choose to order, but something with like cinnamon, a little bit of spice in there, yeah. a little sass. Love it. Uh, and probably like an almond milk where I'm a little nutty. <laughs> So I don't know what drink that is. If either of you could tell me, I Cold could not. With almond milk and cinnamon. Sounds, yeah, sounds like those it. are the things that sounds come like to a mind. gritty drink. <laughs> also accurate. So good. I love it. That is a great answer. When I was, I was like, I don't know what to say. I think I said a honey latte. You a did. I listened to that. Yeah. That had been sitting out for a while. That got me. <laughs> Like, so I, like, oh, really heart. I resonate so deeply. So like, I, that was a good answer. That's all I'm going to say. When it stands in contrast, it's, oh, it was excellent. Good <laughs> so stuff. funny. Um, but we do actually want to jump into the meat of this episode. And so this one's going to be really conversational as we get to know her with you guys. And so we wanted to start out just by asking you to introduce yourself, a brief bio, if you will. Yes. Um, oh, gosh. So I grew up here in San Diego. I am the youngest of four kids. I grew up in the church. I like church was like my life always. That was like, like school's fine. I had friends there, but church is where I like came to life. And yeah. like, that mm-hmm. was like where I have always been just like my most, the most me. I really, um, my closest friends, like I was my most nutty, silly self, <laughs> like more outgoing. I've, I had always leaned towards being more shy, but church is like, Oh, that's where like, I just was like me. Um, so I just a little bit, I guess my testimony, I came to know the Lord when I was honestly really young, like I was four years old when I first remember, like it was like the first day of kids church walking into like the elementary, like kindergarten service. And so I remember my, like our, like teacher, our pastor, like giving the message was like, that makes sense. And like from that day on, it was kind of like, I have always known the Lord, honestly. I think when I became older, obviously like junior high, like started to really come to know him more and more and understand and ask questions. Um, My dad had a really massive stroke when I was 
12. So he was in a coma for a couple of weeks, ended up being paralyzed on half of his body. But that was like a really traumatic season, especially for our whole family, for myself. We didn't think he was going to even survive or anything. Um, He's still alive today, but does he's still paralyzed? Still, he has had some brain damage that came with that. Um, But that season particularly was like a oh, like we are crying out to God for like, we are desperate for him to save my dad. Um, Just, we don't know who else to cling to in this. And I think from that point on, I was like, I can't imagine like, what do you do when you don't know the Lord? Like, what do you cling to in these moments? And so that's when I really came to like, start like relying on God in like a very different way. And then through all of high school was again, still super involved in church and started getting involved in missions work at church and going on overseas. And again, just like fully immersed myself into that. I ended up going to Vanguard, which is a Mm -hmm. private school up in Orange County. And my degree was in religion ultimately. And so I, intercultural studies was my emphasis and I wanted to do missions work and do all of that. And then I ended up uh, going into children's ministry. So I worked as a fourth and fifth grade coordinator and children's director for about six, seven years. And then that kind of leads into like my writing journey, but that's kind of the short version. I'm sure there's lots of other details I've missed, but (laughs) it's kind of a very overview. Yeah. 30,000 foot view. Yeah. Yeah. I know brief, brief testimonies and bios are always hard. It's like, well, where do I start? What do I include? Yeah, exactly. I love that you have been raised in the church. It's always so sweet to talk to other people who have this same Mm -hmm. upbringing because there is like such a beauty in it that it just, it's hard to describe to people like I have gotten to grow up in the church setting and know the Lord from a young age and grow in my love for him. And there is something just so cool about that. So I know I always love talking to people who yeah. also had this upbringing. We've, we've talked about this too, just the, I, I feel like sometimes people are almost like embarrassed or ashamed yeah. of that kind of a testimony. And there's something so special about having like just love the Lord from your earliest memories and not really like, obviously you've talked about traumatic things that you've gone through and seasons that we all go through, but to really have like a life, a through line of your life story of loving the Lord and seeing his faithfulness in your life. Like it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. And I think to be honest, I did struggle with, you know, when you would talk, even in children's ministry, you talk about like teaching kids how to like tell their story and your testimony. Exactly. And so there's a pretty like, you know, defined way of how we did that. Yeah. It was really, really simple, honestly. And even as adults, we would talk through like, okay, people aren't probably going to want to hear your life story. So you need to be able to tell, tell your testimony in mm-hmm. three minutes or less. That's right. about the time frame people are going to give you. Yeah. And so I really struggled with like, what is, I don't really have like a before. I was yeah. four. Yeah. <laughs> what does that look like? I but mean, maybe how many I, people have that? Exactly. But, and it's, yeah. so it took me yeah. a long time to figure, or not a long time to figure that out. Like I knew the blessing that there was in just always knowing the Lord, but it was like, what's my before? Like, how do you tell that story? But I've kind of learned and figured out like, oh, there's such a blessing that I have always known the Lord, but it doesn't mean that there hasn't still been hardship and growth. And that's its own testimony that I get to like speak from and speak to other people who've had a similar story to me or just the the hardship that still is there and the wrestling. We all still wrestle no matter how long you've known the Lord. Absolutely. I think of like Jacob physically wrestling the Lord. And that's like the ultimate example and picture of what we continue to do as Christians as we get older is we still have to figure things out. Becoming saved is just recognizing Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and there is still so, so much to be gained from our faith. And so um, I totally agree. It's, It's such a process. It's not 
linear. We don't start and stop in mm-hmm. one spot. It's it's just a journey to put it in a cliche, but yeah. 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 We talk a lot about like the justification, but it's the sanctification. Like that's mm-hmm. what we can all yeah. relate to. That's the Absolutely. common thread of all of us as believers is yes, we've all been saved, but also like God is continuing this work mm-hmm. that he started in us and none of us are exempt from that. Yeah. Like we are all being perfected until, yes. until we're perfect until the end, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you kind of alluded to your writing yes, and I would love to talk about that. What are you up to right now? What are you writing? Um, <laughs> yes. So I primarily work with like other believers, so Christian authors, no one necessarily super huge, but there's a lot of people mm-hmm. out there who want to write books. Mm-hmm, and yeah. so they might have a bigger platform or a smaller platform, but they have a story that they want to tell. So I've had the privilege of getting to work with people in that realm. Um, I also work with some different nonprofits, so like a ministry that works in Uganda, like a child sponsorship program, and then also some small businesses that need, you know, blogs or emails written, um, Mm -hmm. kind of their marketing type stuff. So Mm -hmm. that's primarily the realm that I work with. I always say like when it's small businesses, they're usually like in the helping industry. So they're people who are really passionate about what they do. They want to help people. They want to serve people. So they're like not in it for the money necessarily. They obviously need to provide for themselves and their families. Mm -hmm. And they're often small businesses, but they really want to help people. So I think for writing, getting into getting into that field was like, I felt like there's a longer story that kind of goes behind this, but it felt like this is something, a gift I have that I can use to really serve people. And Mm -hmm. it feels like, oh, there's a purpose behind this. And so I think with any job that I do, I want to be able to serve people and help and encourage and allow them to do what they want to do and do best. But they don't necessarily have the writing skills or know what that looks like, but it's like, hey, I can do that so that you can do what you want to do. That is so cool. And I think there's probably a lot of people listening that relate to that feeling of, hey, I want like whatever I do. I want to help people. I want to do something that means something, but that's not necessarily a job you would like imagine for yourself when you're growing up. So how did you come into that? Yeah. So I honestly, even going into college, I was seriously debating. I either want to go to fashion design school or I'm going to go to Vanguard and study religion. (laughs) I love it. I'm the not, dichotomy. <laughs> and it was, I remember, like, it was only two options. And I had yeah. some long conversations with my mom and I mulled over it. I knew what school in New York I wanted to go to. Oh, my gosh. And then I was like, oh, you don't really get, like, Cal Grants if you, if you go to New York. So, okay, so there's this school in San Francisco. And it was this, like, really hard debate that I had and then finally settled on Vanguard. And wow, <laughs> imagine how different the journey, life would be. right? Oh my gosh! And so I was at Vanguard and I studied religion. And I had a professor who had told me at one point that I was a really good writer. And this was like a like a hard professor. Like I had two classes with him, and it was an Old Testament professor. He's someone who like had like translated the NIV version of the Bible. <laughs> so I'm like, I consider what you say very seriously. And so he told me at one point that I was a good writer. And at that point I was like, oh, maybe it kind of like perked my ears up. So I think that was the first time that I thought like, oh, there's something to this. So I got a job, ended up being in children's ministry after that for six, seven years. All throughout that time, I was always like blogging and writing and had, you know, had little pretend books on my computer that I was writing. Um, But then I think throughout all of that time, I was always like toying around with the idea of doing something creative. Like there's always just been this creative part of me that wanted to Mm -hmm. pursue those things. I've always wanted to paint or I have had lots of hobbies in that realm always. Um, So 
I became a nanny for a few years and that was my season of, I'm just going to try a bunch of stuff. Like I'm going to, I have this job I don't have to take home with me anymore. So mm-hmm. I get to just leave it there. Explore. And it was a really yeah. sweet season of, I love this job. I love this family and I get to go live my life now. And yeah. so I explored writing and graphic design and photography and just anything that I'd ever wanted to try, not even to get paid. I was, I wanted to be a florist. That was another big area of my life that I was like always loved doing. And so I did wedding flowers for friends. And so it was really a year that I did like that big exploration season. And by the end of it, I was like, I think writing is the thing. And to be honest, I could have chosen any of them. It Mm -hmm. wasn't like, oh, God told me you're going to be a writer. But it felt like for me, that felt like this is the thing I can use to really bless other people. And so I think God could have blessed all of them. But for me, that's just the thing that I chose. And Mm -hmm. I think... Sometimes I think we like really are trying to wait for God to be like, hey, this is the thing. This is what I'm calling you to. This is yeah. your purpose in life. But I think sometimes God's like, hey, just pick something sometimes and we'll bless options. it. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I think about it as a parent. Like if my child was choosing between things that were all good, like none of them are going to harm him, right? Like he has all these options totally. in front of him. Like if he had one he was just passionate about, like I yeah. would be so excited to come behind him and yeah. support him in that. And yeah. I, I don't know that the Lord's so different. And use that as your ministry, like yeah. whatever it may be. Like yeah. I can use this, I can use that. So maybe just pick and let's move forward. <laughs> Otherwise you're going to get stuck where you're at forever. Yeah. yeah. And I think that like you're saying, the Lord gives us natural giftings mm-hmm. and that serves as direction too. Yeah. Like you're not going to end up in something that you're struggling against your whole life, like trying to figure it out because the Lord has given us natural inclinations that I think should serve as kind of like, Hey, like maybe start working in this direction. And this is something I've had to like really wrestle with in the last year, year and a half, because, you know, I graduated high school in the middle of the pandemic. Nothing was Mm -hmm. how it was supposed to be with college and all this stuff. And I was so desperately trying to get into this one field. And I was like, I'm fighting against Mm -hmm. the way that I naturally learn. Mm -hmm. I'm fighting against, you know, my natural giftings. I love writing and English and all of that. So that is like my bread and butter through all of high school. Like my literature class was like Mm. life giving (laughs) to me. And so I found myself on a medical track and I was like, I'm so sorry. Why, why am what I am I doing? So much? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was kind of like a, but I feel like God, you know, showed yeah. me this. It's like, well, but there's so much that I could be walking in and it would still be walking in obedience. And it doesn't have to be this thing that I feel like is taking every ounce of yeah. my attention and my brain to do. So mm-hmm. I, I really like yeah. that. So with writing, do you feel like it looks like now what you thought it would look like in the beginning? Such an interesting question because uh, I don't honestly think I had any idea what it would look like. Yeah. Um, other than I think I thought maybe I would be doing more of my own writing. So when I first started writing, my very first goal was figure out how to get paid. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it was <laughs> in a season of like so many people. Like I really feel like it was like at the peak of um, like side hustles and, mm. you know, you know, everyone was kind of getting all of these little side jobs or making like a lot of side jobs, their like primary source of income. And so I kind of had some of that going on, but I was like, okay, how do you actually turn that into your main hustle? And so I just 
I mean, it was a long journey, honestly, to get from point A to point, hey, I'm actually full time and supporting myself was probably seven years. Mm-hmm. And so my first goal was figure out how to get paid, which meant then, cool, I'm actually providing work for other people. I'm writing yeah. for others. I'm doing marketing. I'm writing blogs. I'm literally I joked for so long that I'm like, whatever you need, I'll do it. Like, I, yeah. even if I've never done it, like, I'll figure it out. I've stopped doing that. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that might not always be your best. And it can be kind of taxing. And maybe you just don't love doing all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but what a good way to learn though. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. So I think right now it's like, oh, I'm not doing as much of my own writing, which is a very big desire of mine. And I also think what God's actually called me to do. Mm-hmm. And so I'm figuring out, okay, how do you make that transition to start doing more of your own work? Cause it's very easy to have a full day, a full week of writing for other people. And at the end of it, you might not really want to write for yourself or yeah. read a book or mm-hmm. be, honestly, just even sit back down at your computer. It's a little bit draining. So, sure. but knowing that this is what God's called me to. And so I think that, and I get the most excited and the most encouraged when I'm putting work out there. It's not even about me or my words, but it's about like God's work, the the work God's doing in my own life and what he's called me to. And I think that God will bless that. So it's like, okay, how do I make that switch and that transition? Yeah, absolutely. And I think this leads well into another question I want to ask. And that is, in your wildest dreams, where do you see your writing career going? Like, no logistics involved, just like, wow, it would be so cool if I could do this. I know. I, I'm, like, not the best dreamer. I totally <laughs> understand that. I also relate. That's do why you? I'm like, you don't have to think about logistics, because I would be like, this all right, so, I'm the so money, practical. I'm always this. like, my dream, um, I guess if in a year, if I can do this and save this much money, then yeah. like, that's oh, totally. the way that I dream. Like, super practical. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm a planner. I, I'm like, okay, I can get all these dots or, like, things in a row. Yes. Um, it's funny. I had a conversation with someone who I work with. She's like the project manager on a team that I work with, but she mentioned how there's a difference between working on your business or in your business. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like I'm work. I'm really good at working in my business, like doing the work, getting the tasks done, mm-hmm. checking things off. But yes. the difference of working on your business, of taking a step back, that yeah. like 30,000 foot view yes. and like, okay, having <laughs> vision and dreaming yeah. and even like having conversations with people that, okay, maybe I'm not getting paid for this, but this is going to be, this is good networking or this is good, um, just good learning that I'm going to have for the future. How do I plan for a year out? So the dreaming question, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I need to do more of yeah. that and yeah. taking a step back. Um, but I think I would love to be writing more of my own work again, because I think that's what God's called me to. I would love to author my own book or books. That'd be so I cool. would love to turn all of that into a ministry. I think particularly for women and like in their twenties and thirties, like that young adult age. Mm-hmm. And I would love to also, and I've done a little bit of this kind of during the 2020 stage of our lives when we had a little of time on our hands. In the 2020 of it all. <laughs> yes. Um, but really invite other women and voices into it also. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to have like a, my sister and another friend who had a small business, like write blogs to be on my blog or my website. Cause I, I think that it's just really fun to get to hear other people's voices and stories and what they totally. might share from different Absolutely. perspectives, either just different life experience, different stages of life, different careers, different paths, different journeys. I love that kind of stuff. I think it's fascinating and really interesting mm-hmm. to learn about people and what like I think I've also just learned so much from the other people and women in my life specifically that it's I think what 
cooler opportunity to have than to like put that on the forefront and let other people glean from them. Yeah. And also I'm like, you know what? My voice is going to get kind of old at some point. <laughs> so let's like switch it up and invite other people into the conversation and then see like how that turns into something, whether it's an online magazine or I don't know, something along those lines. So cool. I mean, that is like so exciting to hear because that's so much the heart of what like we want to do yeah. with this platform as well. Yeah. And I just, I love that there's so many ways for that to exist in the world, yes. you know, different yeah. outlets, different media. Yeah. Um, it's exciting and it's exciting to be like young women serving the Lord and getting to do what we enjoy doing <laughs> and also have the Lord do something more with yeah. it and yeah. to have other voices be like amplified. And it's really exciting. Absolutely. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, it's like the same heart behind what we're doing <laughs> yeah, here. It and really is. It's just cool. And I love it when people who have like the same vision and the same hope get to come together and, well, and especially blending with our ministries. <laughs> yeah, well, and with different, you know, veins that it's yes, like going into because absolutely. it's just, it's exciting to have like support and camaraderie like in those yeah. ambitions, even if they're in different areas and to like strengthen each other through those different connections. And it's yeah. so cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's a blessing for yeah. sure. And I definitely, I think we can relate to what you were saying about working on your ministry and in your ministry <laughs> or business, whatever. You all of it. Yeah. I mean, all one in the same, <laughs> really. about ministry because we had, we just had a conversation about really like looking at what we are producing and the heart of everything and that vision again. And it's, it is so important to look at it from that high standpoint and be like, okay, like this is what we're doing and this is where we want to go. And there is so much value in that and being intentional with the yeah. work that you're putting out and mm -hmm. uh, the things you're saying and the people you're yeah. platforming and everything. Well, and it also means too sometimes saying no to things yeah. and yeah. cutting stuff out and realizing like, hey, we're going yes. down this path, but we might actually need to veer a little bit Absolutely. or cut things out or add things in or simplify. And I think I've even been in a season this last few months of okay, cutting things out and yeah. trimming down and being more strategic with my work and my time and who I'm saying totally. yes to and what I'm saying yes to and, hey, what do I actually like doing? And and I've really seen God bless that, honestly, because I, I, I have a tendency to like want to say yes to everything and be <laughs> a bit are, of a people you are pleaser. Talking to, <laughs> you're very like-minded people. Yes. <laughs> and I think some of that came from like, I'm starting my own business. I need to say yes to everything yes. so right. that I can get more business and more hours and all of that. Practical also, for I, a while. <laughs> yeah, it was very practical and I'm trying to build and grow and then at some point, you're like, oh, I am like, I have over, I have overdone this. <laughs> like, we yeah. are, okay, time to like calm down. Mm -hmm. But um, also there's the people-pleasing side of things. And I just mm -hmm. like helping. I want to help. I want to yeah. like do yeah. things. I And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I have time for that. And I'm realizing I don't. <laughs> like, no. you need to be realistic about this. So, um, well, you're, yeah. you're on the precipice of a pretty big life change too. Totally. Which shifts everything. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. There's so many changes in the last season and moving forward. And so it's mm -hmm. like, what is realistic and what what makes sense moving forward and just being smart about business. And you can't know that until you're in life, but you can't know that until you've like gone through it to know yeah. like, Oh, I could do this differently or be more strategic or raise my hourly rate. Cause I'm <laughs> worth it at this point. Yes, and absolutely. I don't need 10 jobs. I can go with five, you know, mm -hmm. but those are things you learn in time and you get better at what you do. And yeah, it's just growing. Totally. Absolutely. That, not needing to be in 800 places thing is something I'm <laughs> learning. Um, probably like a year ago, I had a conversation with David, our young adults pastor, and he was like, if you don't want to do something, you need to say like, hey, my pastor said no. <laughs> 
to get you out. Good. Because I was involved in 80 million things and my brain can only handle three of them. And then it's like I'm giving half of myself to all of these things. It's just not, it's not fair to anybody involved, not to myself, not to the person I'm helping, quote unquote. And it's like, no, I'm just another body in the room at that point. Like, kick me out. Somebody please. Mm -hmm. I call my sisters my board of directors (laughs) (laughs) in like life, work, business. So if there's ever a point where I am just like not sure if I should be saying yes or no to something you or if I need advice. I'm like, literally, I mean, it's via text, so obviously. Yeah, yeah. Just like, hey, what are our thoughts? Because sometimes yeah. I just need that accountability yeah. of like, hey, you're not crazy or hey, here's a way to approach that and say yes or no. Or here's a way that you could maybe don't do it right now, but yeah. let them know that I'm here for you or in two months or in a month or in a week or whatever that thing might be. Yeah. But sometimes you just need that accountability or encouragement to like, yeah. hey, get you are on the right track or hey, no, you probably should not do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and what's that proverb, right? That there's like, there's wisdom or there's success in an abundance of counselors. Like yeah. there's only good to be gained sure. from that. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially when you have counsel that you trust so much. It's yeah. like, there's no... That Built couldn't in. be wrong. Yeah. It's your sister's. Yeah, exactly. so cool. That and I so think sweet. too, with like ministry is a good example, I feel like, but when you're like in everything, like you probably are really good, I'd imagine, both of you at like all the ministry and all the things that you guys are doing. But then I'm, I don't doubt it for a second. We make a valiant effort. <laughs> but then I think um, there's a point at which like, hey, there's probably things you're doing that other people could raise up and Absolutely. be doing. And it's time for you guys to take like the next step up in mm-hmm. leadership and like maybe take on some different roles, maybe less of them, but maybe you're in more of like a mentoring or a leading yeah. role. And so you're kind of like, you're mo- as you're moving, it's not even a positional thing of being yeah. up, but like you hierarchy. can do, yeah. no, but you can do a different role that others might not be able to do right. yet, but yeah. they could move up. And so you're kind of shifting things around and allowing opportunities for people Absolutely. to do, maybe setting up chairs on a weekend. Cause you don't, <laughs> you don't need to be setting up chairs yeah. anymore, but you could, you know, direct and get the volunteers to do that on a weekend or whatever weeknight That's you're huge. there, you know? And yeah. so yeah, just thinking with that perspective. Yeah, no, I love that perspective. Right, and I, I mean, yeah, in business too. Like I can imagine yeah. that just, even if you're working for yourself, right, learning how to ask for help, learning how to <laughs> yeah. apply yourself where you need to apply yourself and like receive help or support in other areas that yeah. you can like, oh, maybe I can actually pay someone to do this now and I don't 100%. have to do this myself or yes. those kinds of things. Just knowing when to delegate. Or, yeah. You know, it's better yeah. to just pay someone to do this, even if I'm not like the one paying it, but like hi- knowing how to hire the right people for clients or like I could do that graphics work, but I'm not going to do it the best. So let's yeah. get someone yeah. that's going to do that really well. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do want to kind of transition the conversation kind of fully off of what we've been talking Please. about. Please. Hard left. Um, <laughs> so you just got engaged, yes. but you're coming off of a season of singleness. A really long <laughs> one. <laughs> so to be super broad and yeah. potentially unhelpfully unspecific, <laughs> um, how has that been for you? <laughs> super fun. Loved every Tell minute. It was great. Um, yeah, I was perpetually single as well. <laughs> um, so just a little context. I met John when I was 33. I'm 35 now. So we'll be married in a couple of months at the beginning of the new year. But I, I think it was probably, I was, he's my first boyfriend, first, obviously now fiance. Um, so leading wow. up to that point, I think I like 26, 27 was the point at which I realized like, oh, like, so like life's not going the way I thought it was going to yeah. go. I, All my friends are married. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I really thought I'd be like 
for sure like married or dating somebody by now for sure thought I'd probably be having kids by 30 like that just I didn't even question it because it just seemed like that's what people do that's normal um but then again like friends started getting married you start Mm -hmm. like moving out because your roommates are getting married you're like okay what do we do here you're like so am I gonna move in with you guys (laughs) (laughs) you guys are like no (laughs) right like I don't really want that either actually (laughs) yeah um but so that's kind of when I realized like okay I think if I don't start living my life and start having fun honestly and doing stuff and just embracing the life that God gave me I'm gonna be really sad (laughs) and I don't want to be that person so I think that probably late 20s is when I first started just like I mean I was already living my life had really good community and friends and had already traveled some but that's when a season of like we're just going to go for it. Like we're going to plan some fun trips. We're going to go do random adventures on the weekends and day trips and stay out late and do like, I don't know, just be a grown up and have fun because this is the life God gave me. And sure, it was absolutely still really hard and really painful and lots of tearful conversations with friends. Um, And also really a lot of wondering like, why don't I have any options? You know, because you look at people that I'm like, well, at least you have people that are interested. I'm like, I think John's the first person who asked me on a third date. Let's be (laughs) real real <laughs> oh my gosh so it was like just confusing that would have to get like confusing yeah. like what's going sure. on here and I think I can look back and be grateful that God protected me from a lot of hardship and yeah. broken relationships and all that kind of stuff but at the time you don't feel that way no. you're like well I don't get it like I'm yeah. just confused it must be me. what's happening yeah. like what is wrong and then you have the people telling you which is so lovely of them to be like <laughs> Tell you how great you <laughs> are, how wonderful you are. Oh, and I thought you were going to say people were giving you advice. Like, maybe you should try. <laughs> oh, well, there's that too. Yeah. Yeah. That could be a whole other conversation. Um, and yeah, people are so encouraging. You're like, I don't understand why you're still seeing. Like, yeah, you're me like, either. Thanks. That's so helpful. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> That's just playing in my head every exactly. day. I appreciate it. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so much to talk about with singleness, but yeah. And then, yeah, I think, so yeah, I think that 20s allowed me to really like travel and adventure and like do things that I wouldn't have done otherwise. And then I think I, so I lived in Orange County during that season. I, when I turned 30, I moved back to San Diego, which is where I grew up. And that's when I kind of really like dove deep into writing and Mm -hmm. pursuing that journey. And then eventually got online and started online dating. And it was like, okay, this is the thing that I I was like, absolutely against, like did not want to do, but I think always really, truly knew in the back of my head, like, that's probably how the Lord's going to, like, <laughs> that's so how I'm going to meet somebody. Like, I, I know truly... so many people now. Like, so oh, yeah, many it's people. so normal yeah. now. Yeah. But, it's, like, leading up to that point, it was like. You're like, never me. I just don't never. want to. Yeah. I just would rather not. Like, that's weird. You're meeting strangers off the internet. Yeah. Like, yeah. is that even safe? Yeah. But then, obviously, that's how it worked out. So, <laughs> here we are. So, yeah, you did meet a safe stranger. So, yeah. that's good. <laughs> a pastor, nonetheless. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, no, I am like on a couple of the apps and it's like, it feels pretty soul sucking at times. I'm like, I actually cannot believe I'm opening this app again with some of the stuff that I see. I'm like, oh Lord, like, please protect my eyes. Honestly. It's just, ugh. Well, and even having, you know, all the filters of like, you're I'm a believer. You only want to meet believers. Like you have all these stipulations and you're like, oh, so your version of what a believer is, is definitely different than mine. Totally different. Yeah. Oh, that's so (laughs) There's this like Christian meme page I follow that they do like weekly, these roundups of like bad Christian, like dating. Yeah. I've seen some of this for sure. Oh my gosh. Some of them, I'm just literally like, 
what would you even do? Like, what would you do in that situation? Someone just reaches out out of nowhere and DMs you that kind of a conversation. Just like, straight up I, ignore them. Right. Yeah. Here's a hot take. Maybe <laughs> fully wrong. Love I'm it. open to correction. Um, <laughs> I don't necessarily think ghosting is wrong oh, no. in the context of dating apps because mm. a lot of the time you're talking to multiple people. Yes. And if the conversation's dying, I don't feel the need to send you a text and be like, it's been so great talking to you. Like, talk to you I ever, like, yeah we're not going to get along forever. And then no, if you've met the person, I think that's different. You kind of want to do like a, Hey, just to be decent. But if you've never met them even, and you're literally still like in the app. Yeah. No, I had a friend who was like, you're not going to, you're not going to say anything to him. I had talked to him for one night and I was like, no, I'm I'm letting him. No, (laughs) I don't. Will not be doing so that. Funny. Irish goodbye. Peace out. <laughs> Irish. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, tangent. Yeah. The the apps are wild. If you have friends who are on them, send up an extra prayer. It's like the Hunger Games. Yeah. Like, <laughs> May the odds be ever in your yes, favor. Absolutely. Um, but we talk a lot about. Well, we talk a lot about. We had one episode where we talked about dating, and we touched on the time before dating and not waiting for a relationship or marriage to feel fulfilled or to walk out everything that God has for you or, you know, not being half a person Mm -hmm. before you get married. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's so cool to hear that your take was, all right, well, I'm just going to go and adventure and live life to the fullest and do all these things and get involved in what you knew God was calling you to. And you didn't live half a life um, before before finding somebody to share it with. And I think that that is so special and it really is invaluable because you're, you know, you are building up yourself as a person for the Lord and to glorify him. And in that somebody else is going to get to enjoy that you took that time in that season of life to really um, live and enjoy that. So I think that that's really cool. Thank you. It was definitely a unique season and yeah. Yeah, I think that it can be really easy to feel like you're missing out on things. Even to be fair, I think on the flip side, I used to joke with my oldest sister that um, she's because she got married more in her 20s and had kids and her kids are now teenagers. And, you know, she would like watch my adventures during that season. And I think kind of wish she was getting to do some of that. And I'm like, yeah, but you're going to have kids out of the house and living your best life while I have toddlers running around. Yeah. And so, you know, it's always grass is always greener, but I think it's a matter of really taking advantage of whatever season God has given you and enjoying that, savoring that. And I think it's really important to, or I think that God challenges us no matter what season we're in. And I think oftentimes he puts us in seasons that we didn't think we'd be in. And so whether it's that (laughs) I had kids earlier, I got married at an age I didn't think I would, or I'm single way longer than I ever thought I would be like, God's going to use that to stretch you. And it's a matter of like, how am I going to show up to that? How am I going to let God use it? Am I going to fight against it? Am I going to push back or am I going to just lean into it? And so I think God will continue to do that in my life and each of yours as well, whatever season you're in. But you know, it's just a matter of like, okay, let's just be all in. I'd rather that than the pushback and just fighting, fighting it. There's enough to fight in life. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Totally. Absolutely. It's, I was, as you were saying that, like laughing, because that's totally what I was thinking when you were talking about being in your late twenties and going on all these adventures and yeah. trips and things like that. And so much of like my early motherhood time so far has been kind of mourning the loss of my like perceived like individuality or freedom and all those things, which is part of it. Like it is a death of yourself in a lot of ways, but 
it's exactly like you're saying that the grass isn't greener. <laughs> it's not, yeah. Marriage isn't a destination. Motherhood isn't a destination. It's not somewhere that you get to and you like level up and you're at this new level of just satisfaction and everything's how you want it to be. Like I never expected to be in this season yeah. right now. And I'm like, exactly like you're saying, I'm learning how to like adapt and adjust and okay, what do I need to do to change how I am like meeting with the Lord? What do I need to do to change my like contentment to like yeah. get to that place for myself? And we talked about this recently in one of our episodes, the idea that dissatisfaction and a lack of contentment like is going to breed ugly, inedible fruit <laughs> if you yeah. allow it to exist in whatever season of life you're in. So learning to be content, learning to enjoy and to go full yeah. speed after whatever it is God has directly in front of you, like is only going to benefit you whatever the next season is yeah. in your life. And I was even thinking about you saying that, like that you were saying specifically, Katie, about like preparing yourself and that you were making yourself so valuable. You were like, gaining all these experiences, all these skills, you were sharpening your mind, you were pursuing the Lord, doing all these things. Like what an asset you are mm -hmm. as a wife, like you're an asset as an individual, but like who wants to <laughs> be with somebody who's just like bitter and sad and yeah. wishing they yeah. were somewhere they weren't? Like you then were able to be ready. Like you were able to be receptive when that was available to you. And I mean, what a gift to yeah. yourself and to your husband. Yeah. Like it's a gift. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. And I've observed from a distance or even closer friends too that, you know, it's like they are wanting to, or it's just really easy, I think, to always kind of be looking for the next thing. Even in my own life, it's like, okay, you want that next yeah, step. You right. want to accomplish this goal. You want to meet this person. And it's really easy to always be looking for the next thing, mm -hmm. um, whether it's a, a boyfriend, a spouse, a, or a kids, a house, a, another kid, a do, new job, a vacation. Um, totally. Or even just in your single season, it's like this trip or that trip or it this job stops. or this money, like whatever the thing is, it's really easy for all of us to always yeah. be pursuing like the next thing. That's just, it's kind of in, built in us for better or for worse. Um, I'm sure there's good reason or good in that too, in some ways, but I think that I recognize that in some ways in myself and in even observing others and realizing like, I, I don't, I want to learn how to be content and where I'm at and I'm not always good at it. Absolutely. I, it's something I struggle with probably for like sure. being realistic about yeah, it. For sure. But it's like, okay, I know that it can be really easy to just always be pursuing the next thing. So I want to be careful and try to be accountable to yeah. being in the season that I'm in. And even in dating and being engaged, I'm like, okay, I know this engaged season will be really it's short. short. Yeah. I want to try to be in it. It'll be hard at some points. Like it won't always be fun, but I want to like savor it for what it is, you yeah. know, and even in like the dating season or in whatever season it might be. It's like, okay, I want to take advantage of this because it's going to be fleeting. And yeah. I'm sure for you, like when your little one is so little, it's like you want to savor it. You mm -hmm. also probably want to get through it for sure <laughs> but you also are for sure wanting to save it as and much I, as you can yeah I mean he was a surprise we weren't necessarily like looking for this yeah. but after we had him too thinking back and realizing like the first couple years of marriage that we had like we didn't even know how special it was when we had it of just yeah. having each other and like not that I was wishing that away and even like you're saying engagement all those things like you look back on them a lot more fondly than you exist in them when you're not content yeah. and um I mean it's it's special to be able to like value those things on the other side and say like, that was so sweet and remember and make sure that you like made the most of it right? Yeah. and enjoyed it fully. But, um, yeah, you're only, you're only helping your future self by being content and by taking full advantage. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And one more question on this topic. And I know we've touched on bits and pieces of it, but what do you feel like is something God revealed to you specifically through your singleness, maybe about his heart or being a Christian? What do you feel like is something that you gained spiritually in that season? So when I moved back to San Diego, I had no friends. <laughs> my family was all here, but I really didn't have, I had, and I had one of my best friends that I grew up with. They were here, but I had a really rich, deep community up in Orange County. And my, a lot of my closest friends are still up there. So I think being here was in a sense stripped away just in yeah. your day-to-day life. But at one point I went back up to Orange County and I was at the church I used to work at in a, on the weekend service. And there was, I can't remember which song it was, but the verses essentially were talking about like God being your foundation. Mm-hmm. And I had this like epiphany moment of how I realized that, oh, like when I was living up here, I think I had made community and friendship and people my foundation. Mm, yeah. But I, in this new season, like that has all been stripped away in a lot of ways. And so it's an opportunity to make God my foundation. And I think that in these last years, especially I've had the opportunity to continue like drawing back to that of like letting God be the foundation of my life. And specifically, even then going back just to singleness of, I think it could be really easy to rely on another person, whether it's a spouse, a boyfriend, um, a a really good friend or a roommate to always like default to that person Mm -hmm. and to default to just like a buddy, a good person that, I mean, they might love the Lord. They might like encourage you, challenge you, have really good, like you might have a really great relationship with those people. But um, I think it's really important to lean back on who God is and know that he is like your one and only. Because at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, it's kind of like the idea of you being a whole person, like, and because at the end of the day, you answer to the Lord. But it's like, also, it's like at the end of the day, like, God is your one and only. He is your foundation. He yeah. should be your rock and the person that you rely on and that you lean on. And mm-hmm. so I think it's a learning of like, okay, like he is the one that I go back to. He is always there. He is always faithful. He is the one I can trust. And while, yes, I hope that one day I have someone that I can also lean on and refines me and show and yeah. encourages, challenges, all of those things. But I don't know if God's going to have that. Like, honestly, it was like a, I don't know if God has that for me. I don't know that I like, I don't deserve that. God mm. doesn't promise that in the yeah. Bible. So yeah. I don't know if that's going to be my future. So in this meantime, like I'm going to try to pursue God and he has over and over and over again, like always been there. He's always provided for me. He's always shown up. He's always given me wisdom and discernment and through the voices of others or through just his word and through experiences Mm -hmm. and just his own voice in my life. So I don't know if that totally answers the question, yeah, but it absolutely. does. It does. It makes it makes me think of that hymn, the like on Christ the solid rock I stand. Yeah. Right, the mm-hmm. idea of all other ground is shifting sands. That even yeah. if you gained all of these things that you were looking for or searching for, um, even if you have things that look really good and look really similar to God in your life, right? If you're standing on these other things, none of them are promised. None of them are guaranteed, and they could be gone in an instant. Yeah. Right. Like people people die. Things go crazy. Stuff happens. Like the world goes, I mean, we literally 2020, we're talking about it. Nothing is guaranteed and nothing is constant in this life except for the Lord. And he promises to be our fortress and to be this steady rock for us to lean on. And, um, I mean, we can be careful wherever we stand that we're standing on solid ground instead of shifting sand, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's so interesting that we as humans, (laughs) see that God has promised to be steadfast and promised to be a firm foundation. And we still continuously decide to stand on shifting sand. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I think, 
I like this better. Yeah. And it's so, it's just amazing to me how defiant we are sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it is, um, what a blessing to learn that lesson um, before stepping into a marriage or before, you know, deepening these other relationships that the Lord is a foundation. And then that takes the weight off of everybody in your life to be your firm foundation. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's such an unfair <laughs> pedestal to put anyone yeah, else on. Totally. Exactly. Because they're going to fail you. Yeah. I'm going to fail people. Yeah. It's inevitable. Oh, yeah. We are not perfect. Only he Absolutely. is. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so just leaning into the Lord and only giving him that responsibility and burden because he already has that responsibility and burden. He wants it. Exactly. <laughs> he died to have that. Yeah. And so... Um, I think that that is so just pivotal for a Christian walk to realize exactly what, um, exactly what we're building off of. So, yeah, but, uh, to kind of close us out, but kind of a longer close out here, (laughs) I wanted to ask, what would your advice be for somebody who's afraid to jump into the next season or stage of life because I'm seeing that kind of being a through line through your story is lots of jumping off yes. points and then just having having to have the faith that God's going to yeah. carry you into the next thing. So what would you say to somebody who's feeling anxious? Uh, gosh, I think there's, I mean, yes, that absolutely is. From the first point that I quit my job at the church, um, because I didn't have a job lined up. I wasn't already, didn't have a nanny job position ready. I was like, cool, I have like a month's worth of bills ready to go. My parents had like maybe another month's worth. They're like, if you get in a pickle, like we could help you for about a month, that's it. Mm -hmm. So that was like the biggest leap that I have still taken to this day, I think. And then um, I think ever since then, looking back, there's been a lot of other kinds of leaps that I can point back to that and be like, hey, God showed up in that. If he can do that, then I know how this feels. I can, I know he will meet me on the other side of that leap um, in big and small moments. And then, so I think that and I, to be fair too, I think that all of those leaps are the honestly the only way that I've like moved forward. Because if it were up to me, I'd get real safe and comfortable in whatever season I yeah. was in. Mm-hmm. And so I think that if you're wanting to take chances, I think that truly you are going to have to take some leaps of faith and move out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And it might be a really big leap or it might be a really small leap, but I think take some chances, like put yourself out there. And sometimes that just means showing up. It means you might not even have to take a big step, but it means like showing up to the conversation, ask someone to coffee, show up to Mm. like, if you want to like, for me, like I took some writing classes. So like Mm. just sign up, show up for the class, you know? And so it's like each of those little steps does also push you forward too. So it doesn't have to be super crazy hard because honestly, my journey was like seven. It was like a big leap and then like a seven year journey. Yeah. And I'm still in it. I still feel super new to this. I still feel like I like just graduated from college and I'm yeah. like in my first career, but I'm like yeah. almost 36. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, so I think take some big chances. Don't be afraid of those, but also don't be afraid to just show up sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. We just did an episode on feeling overlooked mm. um, and we had talked about how we can wait around for these opportunities to hit our laps and Mm -hmm. be like, all right, like, when am I going to get promoted in this? Or when am I going to get physically moved to the next spot? And we forget that we can take those steps of faith and walk into opportunities and take hold of the things that God is putting in front of us. So I love what you're saying is you just started going to writing classes. You asked people out to coffee. You started taking steps forward Mm -hmm. because God's intention isn't for us to stand in one spot and let whatever hits us hit us. Like we have to 
take some hold of our own lives and make something of it. Um, Obviously, in conjunction with the Lord. Yeah. But, you know, we have to walk in faithfulness that, hey, I'm I'm taking these steps and Lord, you're going to provide and you're going to be good and you're going to use it. Um, but taking the step. And I think that mm-hmm. that is um, a lot, I don't know, deeper than it even is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I totally, think a lot yeah. of people are just like, I don't, I don't even know what to do. It's like, just try do something. something. Like, do something. Yeah. 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 It's actually, it's not that hard. It yeah. is, but it's not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And sometimes I think with taking steps, he also has in that, he also can move you and shift you and be like, totally. hey, maybe don't go any further down totally. that path, but you wouldn't yeah. have known unless you had tried. Exactly. And that, that goes back to what we always bring it back to, and that is being rooted in scripture and mm-hmm. we're yeah. rooted in the Lord so that you can understand and know that voice and that have that discernment of the Holy Spirit saying, all right, you're done. <laughs> like, yeah. You're mm-hmm. done on this path and let's go on to the next thing. Or to hear that prompting of, hey, go talk to this person. Yeah. Go do this thing. Um, but we're not going to have that if we don't have that foundation of Christ and his word. Yeah. Um, and the community he provides. Yeah. So I think that that is excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much, Allie. Thank you. This has been yes. so fun. So much fun to talk to you. Get to hear more. And, um, you know, we'd love to continue this conversation in the future. For too, sure. And just hear how you're doing. So yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Best, best of luck. Thank you. Such an exciting time of life. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy. Thank you. Savor it. It's so fun. <laughs> and for you guys too. Yeah. <laughs> you're both in exciting seasons as well. No, you're absolutely Very right. Very di- all different, but Totally yeah. different and you're exactly like we've been talking about the through line of this whole conversation. Yeah. It's, it can be so sweet, like wherever yeah. we are. And, um, just reflecting on something you were just saying, but like the idea that the path of least resistance isn't necessarily the blessed or like the most, you know, the best path. Yeah. And we kind of sometimes have this expectation of God to make things easy or comfortable yeah. or how we'd like them. And, we're not promised that at all, right? But we're promised no. his spirit and we're promised him with us, supporting us. And, you know, like you said, having that foundation of scripture and practicing doing those hard things and getting uncomfortable and putting ourselves out there and wherever we are, that applies and it's true. So thank you for this yeah, conversation. Absolutely. We're very thank grateful. We so appreciate you and happy that Katie finally got to have a conversation with so nice. you. It went well. Hopefully I passed the test. Yes. I hope with I passed flying the test. Colors. <laughs> I'm all answering for her. Yes, you passed the test. (laughs) But thank you so much for coming. Um, We want to close this episode out as we always do. And that is saying you can reach us through Instagram and email. Mm -hmm. That's the word I was looking for. Email, yes. (laughs) Um, At the Katie's podcast on both. We'll have it linked in the show notes and we'll also maybe have some of Allie's stuff linked in the show notes as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah. We've loved talking to you and we hope you have a great week. Yeah. Talk to you guys soon. See you later.